Peace once again be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this podcast episode, a short podcast episode, we will be going over blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. I decided not to do a podcast longer than an hour anymore because many people have um, not been able to keep up you know and what i mean by that is you know if you go to um the buildings on the corner which many of you call churches you will not get a sermon longer than about 45 minutes and it will not have any more than one or two scriptures read in a bunch of the pastor's uh, dialogue which paul calls philosophy and vain deceit According to Colossians 2 verse 8. We're going to be going over blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. What did Christ mean in Matthew chapter 12 verse 41? And it's blaspheming of the Holy Ghost when we who understand what the Holy Ghost is get with a so-called Sunday worshiper and when he starts talking about Acts 2 and 5 that the tongues gave utterance. Is that talking about what we call glossolalia? Glossolalia is when a pastor gets up on the stage and says, is that of the Holy Ghost or is that mockery of the Holy Ghost? Blasphemy. Well, in this podcast episode, we're going to be going over the Holy Ghost in the Old and the New Testament. And check it out for yourself and see, are those that say that speaking in that glossolalia being false, blaspheming of the Holy Ghost, or are they that deny that the Holy Ghost was in every single writer in the Bible a blasphemer of the Holy Ghost? Check out this episode, brothers and sisters. You'll understand what Christ means when he says that if you blaspheme his Holy Ghost, you will not be forgiven in this world, nor in the world to come. Stay tuned. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Let's open up in the book of Matthew chapter 12. I'm going to get straight to the point because we have a lot to cover in this um, short segment. Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters, that when we're talking about the Holy Ghost, we cannot limit the Holy Ghost to where we want it. The Holy Ghost is widespread through the whole Bible. And it's not just called the Holy Ghost, brothers and sisters. It's called more than that. We're going to be going to scripture to show that the Holy Ghost is also called the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is also called the Spirit of the Lord. And brothers and sisters, you'll be surprised that these same phrases are in the Old Testament over and over. But ministers tried to limit it to Acts 2 and 5 and just the book of Acts and other places of the Old Testament. I mean, excuse me, of the New Testament because they don't want you to see that the Holy Ghost began in the prophets and in the Old Testament. 
And by the end of this podcast segment, brothers and sisters, you're going to see where the uh, blasphemy take place and who does it. Let's get Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. I want to read this one verse to you before we begin. Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. Matthew chapter 12, verse 32 says, And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. So what is Christ talking about? Let's get the book. First, first of all, let's go to where... Um, I think is the proper place to understand the Holy Ghost. Let's get the book of First Peter 1. First Peter 1. Now, you may have this read to you in traditional church, and you being not a reader or a studier of the Bible. Because remember, before we go here, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you something. And this is what many people... Um, I talked to, you know, in time and even back in time would say to me, who cannot understand the Bible, they would always go to Romans 10 verse 14. It says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How and how shall they hear without a preacher? See, brothers and sisters, you you don't always need a preacher when you're going through scripture. Sometimes it's best. Now I know uh, Romans ten fourteen says, you know, how shall they hear without a preacher? Because some people can't understand the Bible. But brothers and sisters, I'm going, to, I'm going to show you what a preacher's job is. A preacher's job. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. See, if you don't have the Old Testament, brothers and sisters, which is actually a scripture, you're never going to know the job of what a preacher is. You're never going to know scripture at all. You're going to go to the New Testament and find a whole lot of gaps that uh, will not be filled in many um, people's lifetimes. People have died, brothers and sisters, with um, Scripture being read to them and uninterpreted. As I did in my uh, last podcast episode, my last short podcast episode that was titled uh, Going to Heaven Versus the Book of Life, many people didn't even know there is a book of life. They've been going to church 20, 30, 40 years and then went to the grave not knowing about the book of life, hidden from them because the pastor would have to go back into the Old Testament to explain the book of life. And he would have not been able to prove that only the Israelites were in the book of life. That's why he went along with the theology that he was taught in theology school of when you die, you go to heaven because that's more of a democracy doctrine. And when we say democracy doctrine, this is something that was given to people of all nations, kindreds, and tongues. 
Even the people who worship Buddha, well, if you come to Christ, you can go to heaven. Even though, even the people that worship the cobblestone, if you're converted, you can go to heaven. Even the people that honor Krishna, the eight-armed goddess, if you repent, or not even repent, if you believe in this Christ, another Christ, not the Christ of the Bible, but another Christ, you shall go to heaven. And brothers and sisters, that cannot be proven in neither testament. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 9 to talk about what we were uh, talking about in Romans 10, 14. Ecclesiastes 12 and 9. And we're going to read verse 9 and 10. It says, and moreover, because the preacher was wise. First of all, he had to be wise. That's Psalms 19, verse 7. Psalms 19, verse 7 says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure making wise the simple you cannot be wise without the law and at the back let's read it again ecclesiastes 12 and 9 and more because the preacher was wise he still taught the people knowledge yea and gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs proverbs are what you call parables and I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, the preachers do not cover the parables. If you go back and look at my uh, last podcast episode, or one of them, that was called The Parable of the Ten Virgins, The Five Wise, The Five Foolish, you will not get that explained to you in the first day of the week church, because it takes a lot of the Old Testament to do it. Verse 10 of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 10. The preacher sought out to find out acceptable words and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. What are the words of truth? Let's get the book of Psalms 119. Psalms 119 verse. See, this is what you must do, brothers and sisters. Set in... Uh, order many scriptures and proverbs psalms 119 verse 43 says and take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth for i have hoped in thy judgments the judgments are the words of truth and your pastor is supposed to teach you what is written not some philosophy in vain to see from his heart about what happened in his life or what you how you can prosper he doesn't give you scriptures with that how you can get over problems in your life he doesn't give you scriptures with that he stands behind the pulpit brothers and sisters and actually talks and millions upon millions sit there and think he's actually preaching a sermon when he's not Let's take a look at two scriptures that are um, written by Peter. Now, I decide to go here first, and then we're going to do what many pastors won't. Go back into the Old Testament. You're going to find out that by them doing this, they're who Christ is talking about in Matthew 12, verse 32. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. It says this. Of which salvation 
the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Now, brothers and sisters, the grace was prophesied by the prophets. So the grace is Old Testament. I done podcast episodes on grace. Brothers and sisters, you might want to go back and take a look at what the prophets say about grace from Genesis to Malachi. Grace is not a New Testament doctrine. Grace is a biblical doctrine from the first book to the uh, next to the last. I'll say it's, it's found all the way up into the book of Jude, chapter one, Jude, chapter one, verse four, Jude four. Verse 11 of 1 Peter, verse 11 of 1 Peter, chapter one. 1 Peter, chapter one, verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ. Wow. So the prophets, Moses, Saul, you're going to find out, the first king of Israel, David, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, Ezra, Habakkuk, Zechariah, Micah, all of these had the spirit of Christ in the Old Testament, all of them. Verse 11 again, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. See, brothers and sisters, the glory that should follow is the second coming and much and, and i got to do a podcast episode brothers and sisters that's entitled the return of christ the second coming of christ because brothers and sisters it's a lot of death in the second coming of christ a lot of death he's not see and he's not just coming brothers and sisters to swoop down in secret no when I go over this podcast episode, I'm going to have a lot of scriptures with me. And none of them talk about Christ just swooping down in the secret and getting the so-called. And when I say so-called, I mean what they say to you is the elect of God without proving it in the scriptures. Anyway, Second Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter, one. and we're going to read verse 20 and 21. Second Peter chapter one, verses 20 and 21 says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is in, is of any private interpretation. Brothers and sisters, there is none of these scriptures are what they call an isogesis. Well, that means that's your interpretation. No, Peter said no. When you do that, that is an example of blasphemy. Because re remember, brothers and sisters, what I read unto you, I'm going to prove, like it says in First uh, Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things. 
hold fast to that, which is good. I'm going to prove to you that the Holy Ghost appeared in a time you will never have thought it appeared in. Verse 21. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Man didn't just come up with this on his own. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The men of the Old Testament, the prophets that you see, were moved by the same Holy Ghost they claim moved the men in the book of Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 4. Now, no pastor is going to go back into the Old Testament and talk about the Holy Ghost. He's not going to do that. I'm going to tell you why, which is going to set up blasphemy. Now, what is blasphemy? Let's get the book of Ezekiel. Let's get the book of Ezekiel. Let's find out what blasphemy. I'm, I'm going to show you what blasphemy actually means. What actually happens when you blaspheme God. And it's going to be the same thing as the Holy Ghost you're going to see. Because I'm going to show you what the Holy Ghost was meant for. Let's get the book of Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 27. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 27 says this. Therefore, son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Again, this is why many of the pastors don't go back into the Old Testament because it keeps talking about Israel. It doesn't allude to all nations like they try to get you to believe. Because I've done this, I've done this podcast episode entitled The Curse of the Law. And all nations were not under the curse of the law, but they will focus on verse 13 of Galatians 3 and try to say Christ has redeemed us. The us is all nations. No, all nations were not under the curse of the law, just the 12 tribes of Israel. So if all nations was under, was not under the curse of the law, then all nations are not redeemed by Christ. Focus, that's simple. It's what you can prove. Let's get. Let's go back to Ezekiel. I'm going to read Ezekiel 20, verse 27. Therefore, son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Yet in your fathers, in this your fathers, have blasphemed me. How? And that they have committed a trespass against me. So what is the trespass that, because we're going to keep it in context, what is the trespass that our forefathers, our forefathers, committed against God? Because trespass means sin. Trespass is sin. What is the trespass we committed against God? Let's get 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 
And see, brothers and sisters, you, you must realize the Bible is a company of books. Remember Psalm 68, verse 11. Psalm, when, you, when you look at Psalm 68, 11, and, I, and I'm not going to push through scriptures like this because we're going to have to read 2 Kings uh, 17. We're going to read uh, two verses out of that. But when you look at Psalm 68, 11, brothers and sisters, it says, The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Not just Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle isn't the only one that have knowledge of the Bible. Peter had knowledge of the Bible. James had knowledge of the Bible. Jude had knowledge of the Bible. The four uh, Gospels that begins in the New Testament, they also have a lot of knowledge of the Old Testament in them. But we try to focus on Paul, and and, and I, I say we, but many of the Sunday preachers try to focus on Paul because Paul doesn't clearly break down the differences of the law. He doesn't break down judgment, the judgment of the law versus the morality of the law. He just calls it law. Because Paul was raised under the feet of Gamaliel. He was a Pharisee before. Like it says in Philippians 3 verses 4 through 6, Paul was a Pharisee first. His first understanding of the law was through the temple. The works of a Pharisee, the tithes and offerings, the persecution of the church. He had to come in and learn the law as he explained in Romans chapter 7, verse 7 down. Or I should say 6 down, uh, Romans chapter 7, verses 6 down. Paul had to understand the spirit of the law mentioned in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the spirit of the law in Christ Jesus had freed me from the law of sin and death. Sin and death is the wor uh, worship of the temple. The ministration of death. Second Kings 17. Second Kings 17. This is how Israel blasphemed God, which we read in Ezekiel 20, verse 27. This is how they blasphemed God. Notwithstanding, they would not hear. This is verse 14. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks like the necks of their fathers and did not believe in the Lord their God. So to believe in God was to keep the commandments, first of all. I did a podcast episode on that. Verse 15 of 2 Kings 17. And they rejected his statutes and his covenants that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do the like. Your Easter, your Christmas, your birthdays, your Valentine's Day, your Halloween, all of these are unbiblical. The heathen are also the wicked of the Bible, but we're not going to focus on that. We just took a look at blasphemy. Now, I'm going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 3 because here is another one they like to, to read. 
Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And when Jesus was baptized, he went straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open, and the heavens were open unto him, and he and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Now, it says the Spirit of God descended like a dove. So, the Spirit of God, that's the Holy Ghost. It's called the Spirit of God. Let's go back to Genesis 41. Genesis 41. Watch this. Spirit of God, right? Genesis 41. Now remember, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost came upon holy men. Holy men. It didn't come upon anybody. It came upon holy men. Now, brothers and sisters, I told you, you have to be able to define what holy is. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures right after I read Genesis 41. Watch this. Genesis 41. Genesis 41. We're going to read one verse. Verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. Now, very, very, very quickly, I'm going to do this because sometimes you get simple people who believe that it's a different spirit. This spirit is not the same spirit. No, let's go to the book of Ephesians. We're going to read two scriptures out of Ephesians. Then we're going to go and move forward to our other scriptures. Let's get the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2.18. Ephesians chapter 2.18 says this. For through him we, are bo we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. One spirit. The Holy Ghost is one spirit. There's not an S on spirit, folks. The Holy Ghost is one spirit. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to read verses 3 and 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4 says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. In the bond of peace, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. See, folk, the very spirit that Joseph had is the same spirit that came upon Christ. But you're not, see, you're not going to hear that in the Christian church, in the Sunday church. So remember I said that the Spirit of God came upon holy men. Let's look at the book of Numbers, chapter 15. Numbers 15. And I knew I wouldn't be able to cover all of this because 
you know, this uh, podcast, brothers and sisters, can go on for like, I should say, as much dialogue as I have on them for at least six hours. And I kid you not, on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost has a lot um, of scriptures behind it. But I want to go to holy. Numbers chapter 15, verse 40. Numbers chapter 15, verse 40. Says this. That ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. See, did it change? Romans chapter 7, verse uh, 12. Romans chapter 7, verse 12. It says, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. See, brothers and sisters, the law, holy men were men of the law. And those men of the law received the Holy Ghost. Not just any man received the Holy Ghost. See, that there is an example of blaspheme of the Holy Ghost. By saying it comes into a lawless man. The Bible never says the Holy Ghost came into a lawless man. <laughs> Watch. Watch David. Let's get Psalms chapter 51. Psalms chapter 51. Now, this is after David had sinned. We we can always go to Second uh, Samuel uh, chapter. Um, I'm thinking twelve. Second Samuel chapter twelve, and we all know this story about. Um, I'm not going to go deep into it, but we all uh, know about the story of. I would say Second Samuel chapter eleven and twelve when David. Um, took the wife of Uriah the Hittite and um, sent Uriah the Hittite into the heat of the battle and he died. God saw that sin. David is talking about that sin in Psalm 51. Now, we're not going to go over all Psalm 51. All I want to do is prove a point because this is about proving a point. Psalms chapter 51, verse 10 through 13. I'm going to read this for you. I'm going to read this for you. After the break, I wanted to do a 30-minute segment, but I knew I wouldn't be able to put all of this in 30 minutes. Um... Like I said, I'm going to I'm going I'm I'm go ahead and start it. But after the break, brothers and sisters, um, I'm going to come back and conclude it. But I'm going to start reading it now because I want you to get a heads up. Psalms chapter fifty-one, verse ten says this. Create in me a clean heart. According to Mark 7, 21, the heart is the mind. Okay? 
O God, and renew a right spirit within me, the right spirit within me. Now we know that um, according to Psalms 19 verse 8, the commandments are right. So in order for the right spirit to go into him, there must be law that goes into his heart. Because the commandments are right. You can even read Deuteronomy 6, 18, well, 17 and 18, Deuteronomy 6, verse 17 and 18 to see what right is too. Stay tuned, folk. After the break, we're going to come back and break down this, these scriptures. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we were reading out of Psalms chapter 51. And we had just read verse 10. Now we're going to read verse 11. I'm going to go ahead and conclude this. I'm going to show you what you don't see in the first day of the week, which is Sunday churches. It says, cast, watch this, Psalms 51 verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. So David, just like it says in 1 Peter, 1 verse 10 and 11 and 2 Peter 1 verse 21. The Old Testament prophets, including David, because David was a prophet according to Acts 2 and 30. Come on, folks. He was a prophet as well. Let's go prove that, Acts 2 and 30. Let's, let's show you just to make sure you in case you don't want to turn there, I'm going to turn there real quick because I can turn there pretty fast. Acts 2. Acts 2, verse 30. Well, I said verse 29 and 30. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn un, sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on the throne. So David was a prophet. Verse 11 again of Psalms 51. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Watch this, verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Hmm. And uphold me with thy free spirit. He's still talking about the Holy Spirit. Watch, watch, watch what the Holy Spirit is going to do if it's in David or not taken from David. Watch what the Spirit is going to do. Verse 13 is the key to all I've read. Then I will teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. With the Holy Ghost. With This is not a private interpretation on ISO Jesus. With the Holy Spirit, the free spirit, the one spirit, Verse 13 says, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. When David has the Holy Ghost, he will teach transgressors 
thy ways. What are the ways of the Lord? Let's get the book of Psalms chapter 119. Come on, folks. Psalms chapter 119, verse 15. Psalms chapter 119, verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts, the laws, and have respect unto thy ways. The ways of God is the laws. The laws. That's what the ways of God are. The testimonies. You can read the same thing in Psalms 119, verse 30, 32, 33. The way of God is the laws of God. The way of the ways are the same thing. Just like law and laws are the same thing. Commandment, commandments are the same thing. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. How will they be converted? Psalms 19, verse 7. Psalms 19, verse 7 says this. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. I quoted that scripture back in the first part of the podcast. You're converted by the law. It says the same thing, brothers and sisters, in Isaiah 1. Let's look at Isaiah 1. Verse 27 says, Zion, there's the key. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment. That's the 12 tribes. And her converts with righteousness. See, righteousness is of the law. Psalm 51 verse 7, Romans 8 and 7, Romans 2, verse 26, and Philippians 3, verse 6. Old Testament to New Testament, righteousness is in the law. You cannot have righteousness without the law. Now, righteousness is not going to be in the law of sin and death because if righteousness was in the law of sin and death, much of the sacrifices that were done of the priesthood wouldn't have taken place. They would have focused on the spirit of the law and not the letter. The letter is they would go back to the book of the law to see how to execute judgment. That's why Christ said in Matthew 23, verse 23, you pay tithes of this meant and common, but omit, which is cast back. The weightier matters of the law, which is judgment, mercy, and faith. See, they had no faith. Their understanding was only in the tithes, only in the sacrifice, only in the temple, which Moses, or I should say, which was in the law of Moses, the book of the law of Moses. They went back and read it. What should we do when we execute this judgment? But they had no faith. Faith is involved with the law. And so is the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost is mentioned in Psalms 51. And it was, David said, do not take this spirit from me because he knew he sinned. David did some righteousness and he did some evil. 
But he didn't want God to take that Holy Spirit from him. Watch, watch Isaiah 63. Let's find out who else had the Holy Ghost. See, brothers and sisters, they tried to limit the Holy Ghost. They tried to limit it to the New Testament. But every last prophet has it. And so if every last prophet has the Holy Ghost, one of the ways they also blaspheme it is when they say the Old Testament is done away to keep you from seeing what's going to really happen in prophecy. That's blasphemy. If the prophets had the Holy Ghost and you say that the books of Genesis to Malachi are done away, then you're doing away with the Holy Spirit itself because you cannot counter the truth that is coming out of the real prophet's mouth. That's why, brothers and sisters, they will not be forgiven. Let's go to the book of um, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10. It says this. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy, and he fought against them. Verse 11. And he remembered the days of old, Moses, and his people saying, where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? And where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him? See, Moses also had the Holy Ghost. You can read that in the book of Numbers chapter 11, verse 17 through 25. Moses had the Holy Ghost. And Moses gave the law with the Holy Ghost. Moses was a holy man with the Spirit of God in him, and he gave the law. That's the second time you understand that the law and the Holy Ghost are together. Let's go. Now, remember, we just read Psalms 51 verse 10 through 13 and verse 13 was the key with the holy spirit he would teach sinners the ways of god and convert the sinners unto god let's go to a new test i'm talking about a mirror image of what david said and it's going to be spoken by none other than our lord and savior jesus christ let's get the book of john chapter 16. john chapter 16. John chapter 16, we're going to read verse 7 and 8. I want you to pay attention. Pay attention, brothers and sisters. John chapter 16, verses 7 and 8. John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, 
I will send him unto you. Now, this comforter is what they would call the Holy Ghost. This is what they call the Holy Ghost. Verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove, reprove, which means correct, the world of sin, transgression of the law. <laughs> According to 1 John 3 and 4, when the Holy Ghost comes, he will reprove the world of sin. And of righteousness and of judgment. He's going to reprove the world of the transgression of the law. Same thing David said. This spirit reproves transgression. Not reprove the world of sin. That is the first of what the Holy Ghost does. Of sin, John 16 and 9, of sin because they believe not on me. They don't believe. If you sin, you don't believe in Christ. He said, you don't believe on me if you are in sin. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of righteousness. Righteousness is of the law. Of what is written because I go to my father. It is written in the Old Testament. He's going back to the father. Uh, verse verse 11. Of judgment because the prince of this world has been judged. The prince is Israel. The prince is Israel. Israel was named the prince way back in Genesis chapter 32, brothers and sisters. Genesis chapter 32, when Jacob wrestled with the angel, verse 28, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince has thou had power with God and with men and has prevailed. See, brothers and sisters, the prince was judged. Christ had judged the Pharisee, the Sadducee, all the leaders. He had judged them. Verse 13. Let's go down to let's go down to John 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of Christ, because the Holy Spirit is not some third person. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Christ. Galatians 4 and 6. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ. It's not his own spirit. It is the Spirit of Christ. We read it in 1 Peter 1, verse 11. Galatians 4 and 6 says the same thing. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. It had always been in the men since the beginning. I'm going to do a little bit more proof on that. In just a minute. Verse 13 says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you in all truth. 
for he shall not speak of himself, but whosoever he or whatsoever he shall hear, that he speak. That he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. See, things to come is prophecy. What's going to happen? The second coming of Christ. The same thing, watch this. The same thing is mentioned in Isaiah 41. Watch this. I'm going to read one verse. Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. Read this real quick. I'm going to read verse 23. Isaiah 41 verse 23 says, Show the things that are to come hereafter that we may know that ye are gods, the judges of this book. You have that Holy Spirit. Yea, do good or law or to do evil, which is sin. Proverbs 29 and 6. Go open the book, pause the podcast. Read Proverbs 29 and 6 to see what evil means. It's not just what comes out of my mouth. I'm showing you what it means. Proverbs 29 and 6. That we may be dismayed and behold it together. So you got to tell them about the prophecy. The Holy Spirit is in prophecy. Revelation. 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 Come on, folks. Revelation. Chapter... 19 verse 10. Revelation 19 and 10 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See that see thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you're going to have the Holy Spirit, you will be an expert in prophecy. It is not some no, it is prophecy. Let's get Acts chapter five. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get two verses because I want to I'm gonna prove this. Acts chapter five and verse three. It says, but Peter said to Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, I want you to stop right there. To lie to the Holy Ghost. Watch. And keep back part of the price of the land. Now, let's drop down to verse 9. I want to drop down to verse 9. Watch this. Then Peter said unto her, Ananias' wife, how is it that ye have agreed to together, agreed together, excuse my reading, brothers and sisters, my eyes, my glasses, together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? So I want to stop right there. That's the question. I'm going to read it again. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Let me tell you something. The spirit of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. Let's go back again to 2 Samuel 
Let's go to 2 Samuel. Let's go to 2 Samuel, chapter 23, verse 2. David again. The spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The spirit of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. Let's go back. Watch. Let's go back to 1 Samuel 10, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Who was just talking about Saul? The Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, the Holy Ghost. Verse 10 of 1 Samuel chapter 10 and 10. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. Spirit of God. Remember, remember in the book of Matthew 3.16, the Spirit of God came upon Christ. The Spirit of God came upon Saul. See, let's 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 go to the book of of First uh, Kings. First Kings twenty two. First Kings twenty two. Now this is a setup. This is about the prophet Micaiah being. Um, chastised by Ahab the king and Ahab wants to go take over Ramoth Gilead and he when he and he doesn't why well, I, I guess I could say Jehoshaphat doesn't trust in his 400 prophets that's telling him to go down and conquer the land so he wants a prophet of God and Micaiah is this prophet of God so Micaiah anyway to make a long story short Micaiah tells him a vision of heaven and um he says, and and a long uh, to make a long story short, that a lying spirit will come down into the mouth of his prophets, the four hundred, and tell him to go to Ramoth Gilead. You find that in the story of First Kings, chapter um, twenty-two, verses. Um, 15 all the way down to um, 20, 20, I would say about 25 and 26. But if you want to go back into the actual war, you can go deeper past that. But I want to focus on one verse. Verse 23, I'll say two verses, verse 23 and 24, verse 23 and 24. It says, now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. But Zedekiah, son of Shania, uh, how can I pronounce that? Shania, went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, which way went the spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? 
See, he claimed to have the spirit of the Lord too. Even though God put a lying spirit in his mouth, he claimed to have the spirit of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord again is the Holy Ghost. So Shanayanai thought he had the Holy Ghost. This is what I mean. A lot of preachers claim to have the Holy Ghost. But they actually have a lying spirit on their tongues. No, brothers and sisters, that is not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost goes into men to prophesy. But when you are a liar, the Holy Ghost can't be in you at all. So the Holy Ghost deals with the law. That's why in Acts chapter 7, verse 51 through 53, it says this. Watch. Ye stiff-necked, Acts chapter 7, verse 51 through 53. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. How did the fathers resist the Holy Ghost? We just read it back in the book of Isaiah 63. They, 63 verse 10, where they vexed his Holy Spirit. Isaiah 63 verse 10. That's how the fathers did it. Verse 52. Which of you, which of the prophets have your fathers persecuted? And they which and they have slain them which showed before the coming of the just one, of whom ye have now have been now the betrayers and murderers. Verse 53. Who have received the law by the disposition of angels, messengers, and have not kept it. That's how they resisted the Holy Ghost. They were given the law by the disposition of angels and did not keep it. That's how they resisted the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 12, verse 31. Ezekiel 20, verse 27. The transgression of the law is the blaspheme of the Holy Ghost. Just like you read in I, uh, um, excuse me, um, John 16, verse 7 and 8, and Psalm 51, verse 13. Hey, look, the Holy Ghost and the law went hand in hand. Hand in hand. That's why in Isaiah 44, verse 3, Isaiah 44, verse 3, it says, I will pour out, I will, 
I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessings or my blessing upon thine offspring. Not all offspring. See, this goes with Joel 2.28. See, this, this is what goes with Joel 2.28. See, they always try to talk about all flesh shall receive the spirit. No, brothers, the Gentiles are not going to lead in the spirit. The children of the Israel, the children of Israel are going to lead in the spirit. But they say all flesh, I will pour out my uh spirit upon all flesh. See that all flesh again, they say all even us. No, all flesh is all Israel. That's why it says in verse 29. And also upon the servants and their hammocks. The servants of God is found in Leviticus 25, 55. The only service of God is the children of Israel. Brothers and sisters, when you, you have to understand. You have to understand, brothers and sisters. That spirit cannot come upon you. Let me get the last scripture. Let's get John chapter 7 verse 38 and 39 it says this he that believeth on me john chapter 7 verse 38 and 39 he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters verse 39 but this he spake of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the holy ghost was not yet given unto them because Jesus would not yet glorify. See, the Holy Ghost was given, but not yet unto them. He didn't give it to, uh, I think, John 20, verse 21, 22. Excuse me if I'm not right. But brothers and sisters, if you don't believe on Christ, it's because you're in sin. So how can you get the Holy Ghost? This has been a short segment, brothers and sisters, I've done. I'm going to get into some more of this, but I'm only going to say this to you. I'm going to say this to you. If you don't have both testaments, you're being led the wrong way. You must read the entire Bible to understand the Bible. And with that, Shalom.